Okay, we're back again for another edition of the MPL Sunday Show. It's Scott and Adam with you. We've to the final month of the 2020 season. Adam, how are you? I'm good, Scott. How are you? I'm good. It's been a long season, but we're just getting into the business end of it, and it's looking like it's going to be a very tight race in all three competitions, Adam. Yeah, um, like I said it's long, the long season history. Uh, if you count count the uh, pre-lockdown sort of rounds, um, yeah. But look, there's a uh, light at the end of the tunnel, as they say, as far as a completion. And look, I think it's going to go down the wire, as, as you said. I think across all three competitions, I think there's going to be interest right up until the final week. Absolutely, we've said it before, but we have to congratulate Football Queen for being able to get a full season home and away. Away, we didn't think it would happen. We've got there. Well, we've almost got there. We're getting close now, but we'll move on now to the results for this weekend. We'll start off with the game we were at last night, Adam, the big game in the NPL top four showdown. Second place, Lions. Third, fourth place, Gold Coast Knights. And Lions led the game in the middle way, midway through the second half, but Knights came back to him by two goals to one. Two goals for Harry Sawyer, Henry Hall from the penalty spot. We'll talk about some of the controversial moments in a minute, but as a result, what did you make of it? Because I think we all kind of thought that when Lions got in front that they would see the game out. I think it's yeah. I I can't remember the last time where Lions took took a lead into the, sort of the in in the in the second half and you know then concede the win. You know I I, I yeah like we were just scratch our heads last night thinking of a time and it it must be a very long time because uh, yeah it just it was a very unlike Lions performance where where it was almost as if you know they they thought they got go on front thanks to the uh, Henry Hall penalty and. It's almost like they sort of started back off and tried to sort of, you know, to repel Knights, you know, rather than actually trying to go for Juggler and, and get a second. And I think that may have come back to haunt them. Well, it certainly did come back and haunt them because they lost the game with two goals to one. But they were playing really well for me in the first, for about that first 65, 70 minutes. Once they got their foot in the game early on, they, I think they had the better chances. They got, when they went ahead, I thought it was a well-deserved lead on their behalf. But you're right, they seemed to really just sit back when they got that goal. About 15 minutes to go in the game, they seemed to just think, OK, we'll see out the 1-0 and... They've done it plenty of times before, but last night just didn't quite work. Look on the balance on the balance of the game, Lions are the bad team for seventy-five minutes. The problem is, is that um, then they sort of they sort of took the foot off the throat proverbially, and that's what gave um, Gold Coast Knights uh, an opportunity. You know, a, a well-headed goal by uh, Harry Sawyer is finally sort of you know get on the score sheet, you know, in a big in a big game, and you know, and sort of you know making a difference, and then. And then uh, the penalty decision that went their way to make it two-one. So it's one of those games where, if you look at it in its entirety, Lions were, were in control of it for most of the game. But at the end of the day, it's it's the amount of goals that go in the back of the net, and uh, Gold Coast Knights turned the game on its head, you know, with two goals in three minutes. Now you mentioned the penalty. The Knights did go ahead with the penalty. The Lions also went ahead earlier in the game with a penalty. They were two given. There was another shout not far after the first penalty for Lions, which for me looked like a stonewall penalty, but the, the two that were given, I don't think there was too much of a complaint, but it was a bit of a, it was one of those games with a lot of refereeing decisions which would have caused some controversy. I think, as I said, the two that were given, I think, were there and justified. I think the other one that wasn't given, I think that could have been given as well. What do you think? I actually think the first one that uh, that Lions got, I thought, yeah, it was one of those mystery calls where I don't think it's a conventional, you know, tackle, tackle in the box, you know, foul. But I think it must have been a high boost. I think we were all sort of in the media area. We will sort of, you know, scratch your heads thinking, you know, what was that given for? So uh, we don't have that chance. To, we had a chance to look at the replay on that. But uh, the... The non-given penalty about three minutes later, that was probably more of a penalty that wasn't given. So, but look, and as far as the um, the penalty penalty given to Gold Coast Knights five to go, I don't think it was much complaint to that. I think uh, the the Lions players didn't react. They sort of knew that you know, yeah, there was a it was a mistake, 
as far as um, I think it was Tommy Jarrod that it was that was they conceded the foul in in the penalty area and look there wasn't much remonstrating so yeah I think that one was pre spawn but yeah the the one the first one that uh, Lyons got I think there was a bit of controversy as far as far as a, trying to understand why it was given more than was it a penalty or not. Yeah, I, I, I think it was a viable penalty from my viewpoint. I think the one that wasn't given also was, but we'll move mm. on. That This obviously puts the Lions in the, on the back foot in terms of the top the top of the table race. They might may be able to get second still from now, but do you think that's pretty much the end of their hopes of being able to finish top of the table for the third year? No, we know that they do have a very tough run in, which obviously started last night. Yeah, look, I think as far as the, the uh, premiership defence, I think it's all over. Um, not not because I don't think that they have the ability or anything like that, that but the, the number of things conspire against them, namely their run home where they will meet they will meet both um, Olympic and Peninsula Power in the final two rounds of the season, which that's going to be tough to you know, to try and get secure six points. And even if they were to get victories over those two sides, I think it will be a, more of a case of they will probably hand the, the premiership to either Peninsula Power or Olympic, depending on the situation. Because I cannot see them dropping points before those games. So I think I think it's a case of they, they will be the kingmakers more than actually you know defending their crown. Yeah, a bit of a different scenario for them, because I think, I think you're right. They're going to need to win both those games and also have both sides drop points in other games before that, which is a very difficult ask. What for Gold Coast? So look, last night, that was a result they just had to have. I thought they've had a bit of a tough stretch in the last couple of weeks, losing two games, which is very un-Gold Coast, we talked about last week. I thought this result was something they had to have, and they dug in, came back from a goal down, and maintained their perfect record at home in the NPL Queensland. Yeah, look, I think it's a case of, like, we'll talk about lines about, you know, that basically their, their, title, their title hopes, you know, pretty much disappeared last night. I think Gold Coast Knights had that realisation when they when they lost to Pinchot Power um, a couple of weeks ago. And like I said, they had the shock loss against Morton Bay. But I think that was, I guess this might be the start of preparing for the final series and, you know, and trying to defend their, their grand final win. Because um, that, that was a, a win for them as far as momentum going into the rest of the season and going into the finals. Um, as as we'll, we'll talk about later, you know, they've got a big game Wednesday night as well as far more of a um, geographical reason, more than sort of a, a, a table reason. But that. yeah, um, but yeah, I think they, they it was more important for them. You know, they, they had to stop the slide and what better way to do it than the, um, than the defending premiers. You know, I should cl- clarify my comment. They're not perfect at home. They're unbeaten at home over two MPL seasons. They have lost at home in the FFA Cup. But in the league, they are unbeaten at home at the Croatian Sports Centre. And one of the big reasons, Adam, you could say they are, are unbeaten from last night is the form of Josh Langley in goal. He made three or four unbelievable saves to keep to keep Knights in the game and ultimately get them three points. Absolutely. That was... Um... Yeah, look, uh, Josh Langdon, he is he is prone to a mistake now and then, but as a shot stopper, there, there's probably none better in in the NPL. Most of them, we've got a high caliber of um, of keepers in this league, but he's probably right there up the top as far as shot stopping ability goes. And there were two, you know, I'm not going to use the word world class, but they were very, very good saves. Absolutely. You know, we did speak to the Gold Coast Knights coach Adam Porridge about that, along with everything else that happened last night. So let's hear what the coach had to say. Okay, we're joined by the coach of Gold Coast, that's Adam Porridge. Adam, thanks for talking to us once again. No problems at all. That's a massive three points for your side there, is it? In terms of just not, maybe not in terms of the top spot in the league, but in terms of building into the finals, that's a massive result. Oh, look, it's, uh, it sort of takes a, a little bit of the negativity that we've had over the yeah. last couple of weeks. You know, we, we got hard done by against Power. You know, we were sending off. Um, yeah. we, we battled for a long time with 10 men. You know, the boys put a good shift in. 
the result doesn't go and then and then you know play Morton Bay we lose that game and it looks like the, the sky is coming down and, and it's disastrous but as you can see you know we don't stop we carry on and we don't feel sorry for ourselves and, and we carried on and we got the result here. You mentioned those backpack defeats did you did you really set yourself out say we need to, to get the result here to turn things around or is it just oh, like look, it's, those two results they're, they're, they're you know, one of them's one of them happens because you, you exert so much effort with, with ten men playing against eleven, and by the time they go back down to ten and then nine, you know we run out of time. Their keeper has a blinder on the night, and, and, and the game could have changed in the balance. It. Morton Bay, and what do you say about Morton Bay? We had nineteen shots to their five, and they scored four goals. So again, you know, we should we realistically we could have destroyed them as well. Um, we come in today's game. You know, the penalty for me is not a penalty, but you know, we go down one nil. The boys lift, you know, it takes a lot after after what's happened in, in the dressing room, what's happened on the pitch, um, and the boys lift. And, and you know, Lions is, you know, you look at them, they're, they're champions. Now, that's a championship side, and, and you, you come back from 1-0 from down to win 2-1. Looking to the positives, that 2-1 two, two comeback, two goals to Harrison, so how important is that going to be now, building momentum into the last four weeks of the season and the finals? Oh, look, for us, you know, we've probably got the best run in compared to all the other teams. So if, all we need to do is keep winning from here to put pressure on on the other teams that are in front of us and, and if we can do that then, then we've accomplished what we needed to you know unfortunately everything reminds you on the grand final that's everyone in Australia it's a grand final it's a grand final me personally I think it's first past the post you know which looks like we'll probably be peninsula power um, you know and I know that result does them a massive favour so at the end of the day it is what it is we, you know, we'll finish wherever we finish but you know we'll, we'll be there when it comes to final times that's for sure couple of unbelievable saves as well from Josh Lang. Like, how important is he for your side? Well, he's, he, he's fantastic. You know, he's, when his confidence is high, he's hard to beat. You know, he, he was he was super there. There's two two saves that you know that. Look, you know, we see Josh do that week in week out at training, and, and we know that he's a great shot stopper. So you know, there's parts of his game that he needs to improve. It'll take him to the next level. Um, but until then, if he keeps doing that, then you know he'll he'll be on always on someone's radar all the time. And you've got the Gold Coast derby midweek. You've You've got results against them so far in the league this year and last time. Important yeah. to keep that going in terms of dominance here on the coast. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, they are where they are. We, we are where we are. We, you know, we made no bones about you know, that we want to compete for league titles and, yeah. and championships. You know, I think that the result they get tonight takes them out of the relegation zone and, and puts the city deep into it. Um, but you know, Wednesday is going to be another. We're going down on a on a. Know what you call it? You call it a pitch or whatever it is down there. A tractor, tractor or a farm or whatever they want. What it, masquerade it as um, and we have to go and battle down there so it won't be pretty you know you already know what we're going to go in for it's, it's, it's going to be a war so well congratulations tonight and good luck no worries week. thanks so much so that's what Adam Proch had to say after the game last night. We always thank the coaches for taking the time to talk to us. And one thing we didn't mention while we were talking about Lions v Gold Coach is Josh Brindle South. Adam, he's made the move from Lions FC to the Brisbane Roar in the A-League for the upcoming A-League season. It's great to see players step up from the NPL into the A-League. We're going to see a whole lot more of it, I imagine. And up here in Queensland, Josh Brindle South is one of the better better players in the NPL. There's no doubt about that. Oh, absolutely. He's, he's um, probably, probably um, the best Probably the best and most reliable fullback in the league. And um, look, he has got uh, limited A-league experience um, you know, with Wellington Phoenix. Um, but look, he, he has, uh, over the last you know, couple of seasons for Lions, he's, he's been a vital part of that. We'll talk about you know, them being the two-time defending premiers. And he is a very, very big part of that. So this reward for effort, reward for success. Obviously, having that connection with um, with Warren Moon as well obviously helps him. But look... Um, 
no one more deserving um, to, to gain a professional contract again than Josh Brindle South. And you know, look, we wish him well. I say wish him all the best. Congratulations to Josh. He's certainly worked hard for it. I'm sure he did a great job in the A-League when called upon. The, the other game we did watch this weekend, Adam, was Olympic FC3, Kapalabar nil. And this was a game, you could say, which was decided in about the first 20 to 25 minutes when Olympic got out to that two-goal lead. It finished 3-0 goals from Tasku, Sakir, Jez, Loftus and Shelford Days, But it was 2-0 after about 25 minutes. And at that point, it was a game that Olympic were well in control of. Yeah, look... Um... It, probably, it wasn't much of a spectacle after those two goals, but uh, look, Olympic did what they had to do. Um, yeah, 2-0 two, two up at half-time, and they they were cruising. Um, unfortunately, Kapalabar really didn't offer much, um, but look, uh, Olympic are the league leaders for a reason. They just absolutely, you know, shut them down, shut them out. You know, Stuart Egg, uh, part of the goal looking uh, tonight. And yeah, look, uh, across the board, just Olympic, too good. They're the deserving uh, league leaders at the moment. They most certainly are. We'll get to the table in just a moment, but first we will run through the other results for the weekend. On Friday night, Sunset Coast Wanderers 1, Brisbane Strikers 1, Moreton Bay United 2, Redlands United 1, Brisbane City 1, Gold Coast United 3, and Peninsula Power 4, Eastern Suburbs 0. Now, we'll talk. Well, I might focus quickly a couple of minutes here, Adam, on the, the games at the bottom of the table here, because there were a couple of results here, which was really topsy-turvy throughout the gate, throughout the afternoon, if you were following it live, between... Between Morton Bay and Redlands, Redlands took the lead, obviously ended up going down. And the other game, Brisbane City Gold Coast, was another game where there's huge ramifications for the bottom, bottom let's say, call, call it the quarter of the table. But the same as two sides remain the bottom of the table at the moment. Yeah, um, look, and both teams had opportunities. Uh, even Brisbane City. They both uh, led, did they not? They did. They did, yeah. they did both lead. And um, they led, obviously, um, it took, it took uh, Morton Bay about. Uh, it took Morton Bay about you know 30 minutes to overhaul them just before half time, whereas um, Brisbane City conceded the lead in about three minutes. So, look, uh, it's it's going to be. It, we, we said it on the show last week that I'm not sure where um, either you know Brisbane City or Redlands are going to find the necessary points to sort of get out of jail. And it really comes down to um, those two sides. Like uh, I know that at this stage, East and Kapalabar are also. Uh, in amongst it, but I think um, I think they may have enough in in hand that you know they, they'll be able to sort of escape that. So I think the real I think Brisbane City really are in danger, and I think Redlands at the moment, obviously, who are bottom on goal difference. Um, yeah, the, it, I think you know who's going down. FQPL might be within that too, and I think we've said a number of times, you know, Brisbane City, yeah, you know, even the threat of them going down to FQPL, that's you know. That's unbelievable. It's um, for a club of their of their history, a club of their sort of stature. Uh, yeah, them, you know, even being in danger is just an unbelievable story. And look, I think there's, there's a lot. I think there's a few twists and tail left down that down that bottom end of the table with a couple of key fixtures coming up over the next couple of weeks. Absolutely, I think too many people would have thought Brisbane City would be in this position at this stage of the season. We were also talked about last week, Gold Coast. You know, they were in and around that mix. I think that result for them, yes, they probably secures. Their safety, as we now look at the table, Olympic FC, they are top of the table on 46 points ahead of Peninsula Power on 43. Lions are in third on 40. Gold Coast Knights remain fourth on 36 points. They do have a game in hand, as do Peninsula Power. So there is potential for a change within that top four. Morton Bay, with their win yesterday over Redlands, they jump into fifth over the Brisbane Raw Youth on 28 points. The Raw had the bye this weekend. They didn't have the game, so they stay on the rain on 27 points. Brisbane Strikers remain in seventh on 25. Sunshine Coast Wanderers remain... 8th on 22 points. Gold Coast United with their win move back above Kapalabar 
into onto 21 points in ninth. Kapalabar are now down to 10th on 20 points. And then it gets very interesting at the bottom. And we've got Eastern Suburbs on 17 points from 19 games. You've got Brisbane City 16 points from 19 games. And you've got Redlands 21 games played, 16 points. I dare say that's the that's the real battle now, isn't it, between those three? Yeah, look, that, absolutely. And I think, you know, the fact that Redlands have the bye in the final week is that their fate will be, may not even be decided by them. Got three games the left. Yeah, so, um, and three sort of very, very tricky games as well. So, um, like I said, and, and there, there is, you know, there is a chance that they may be able to sort of, you know, find, if, if they can sort of, you know, spring a victory, you know, even, even a point at the moment will be enough at the moment, potentially, especially with the run that Brisbane City has, who they do have um, a couple of games on hand, but uh, Peninsula Power being one of them, um, yeah, you wouldn't expect you wouldn't expect them to get much out of that. In fact, so that it, is that actually is the um, that is the extra game is against Peninsula Power, and the rest is the, uh, is sort of alignment because of the buy. Yeah, well, they do have two extra games because Redlands have the buy. So Brisbane City's run in is like a Peninsula Power at home, Lions away, Capalabar at home, Morton Bay away, and they finish away at Olympic, which could have all sorts of ramifications cool. at both ends of the table. We will find out in future weeks for Redlands argument they have Brisbane Strikers away Gold question at home and Brisbane Royal Youth at home so they have some mid-table teams to finish their their season but if we look at the top of the table Adam it's it's still in a it, it's whose hands do you think this is in actually because Peninsula Power have the game in hand but Olympic have the points in the bank and I always think I would rather the points in the bank than the game in hand how do you see it yeah look I think yeah it's an interesting one because um you're right I think um as I say well I guess ladder pressure, I guess you call it. Um, as far as they've, they've got, the, they've got the, the points on the board. Is probably more like at the end of the day. Look, we expect Peninsula Power to to win um, their their catch up game against Brisbane City. Obviously, second versus twelfth. But we've seen stranger things happen. So the fact that you know, Olympic basically have played all their games, they'll have a buy. I think in the third, I think uh, it is next week. I do believe. No, it's uh, they got a game this week and they never play. Then they yeah. after that. So, so they'll they'll know their fate fairly soon before they they you know face uh, Lions and then Brisbane City in the last two rounds. So, but potential power they've still got a few a few sort of hurdles to go and look. As I said, they're expected to beat City, but uh, as we've seen in the past, it's still got it's still got sharper and actually win that game. And if if even a, a fluky draw or something like that, and that and it's it's game over. That's how. As far as the um, the premiership hopes go, so it comes down to you know they've got to they've got to be perfect the rest of the way. Oh, they'll open the right for other teams. You're absolutely right. Now you mentioned that there is midweek games. So there are in fact three of them: Brisbane City, Peninsula Power, that aforementioned game in hand for Brisbane City. That's played this week. Sunshine Coast Wanderers and Eastern Suburbs. That is also midweek, along with probably the most high-profile game of the three is the Gold Coast Derby down at Coplick Family Sports Park. And this could be a very interesting clash then because the Gold Coast, you know, they found form against Brisbane City at the weekend, two goals for Shane Smelt, so their main man up front's back in a bit of goal-scoring form, and the Gold Coast Knights snapped that two-game lo- losing streak. So this is two sides that might have just found a bit of form, and we know that when they play each other, they certainly get up for it. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, other than the um, results uh, earlier this earlier this season, uh, like I said, the, last year, the, these two clubs split the um, split the tie. So... so it's what I say split as far as those two draws. So it's, it's, yeah, look, it's one of those games where, look, Gold Coast Knights need to continue to keep winning. Look, they're, they're not probably, they're probably safe as far as fourth goes. But again, momentum is everything. And to lose to Gold Coast Knights, who probably do have, they probably one result away 
from safety, where it's probably this time last week we were saying, you know, they're in real danger if they uh, drop a few more games. So that that game, that win over Brisbane City on the weekend was vital for them. So, look, whether that's enough momentum to take on, um, you know, to, to beat Gold Coast Knights, but again, you throw the form out the window when it comes to derbies. You mostly do, and the Coast couple once again be up for grabs on Wednesday night. I believe that game is played, Adam? Ah, uh, yes. Yes, so on Wednesday night, that derby will be played. Now, there is also, obviously, we're looking at now to the weekend's games coming up. Brisbane Strikers host Redlands, Eastern Suburbs versus Gold Coast Knights. Lions host Brisbane City in the second Super Classico of the season. Morton Bay host Gold Coast United. And Brisbane Raw host Peninsula Power up at AJ Kelly Park in Redcliffe. And the other game, the final game of the round, Olympic FC versus Sunset Coast Wanderers. What would you say is the main, main clash there in terms of points of interest? Because I think... There's, for me, there's two. I think Lions v Brisbane City, how Lions bounce back after their loss at the weekend. We know they bounce back tremendously well on most occasions. Brisbane City desperately need the points. And that game, Brisbane Raw v Peninsula Power, has, we know we know the Raw, when they, on their day, they're certainly a very good side. They might be able to spring an upset, perhaps. I'll take something off Peninsula Power. So for me, they're the two games to keep an eye on. What would you say? Yeah, look, I agree with that. Uh, definitely uh, Lions, Lions, Brisbane City, uh, again, as you said, uh, their lines have got to find that bounce back and that may be bad news for Brisbane City because as the history suggests when they have a disappointing result uh, they come back with a vengeance and yeah Brisbane City at the moment I don't think it'll be good for their um, their momentum if they, they sh- you know, slip a few goals against the you know, rampant lines who we know probably you know will be looking for that sort of um, that bounce back but yeah look the other game as, as you point out uh, potential power and Brisbane, Brisbane Raw. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if Brisbane Raw can beat uh, Peninsula Power, but they certainly are capable of taking yep. points off them. And a draw for Peninsula Power would be, um, would be devastating for their premiership hopes right now. So, so yeah, look, that's a game that, you know, again, Peninsula Power, they've got, they've got Brisbane City then on, on Wednesday. They then have, um, have Brisbane Raw on the Sunday. So it is an important uh, six points for them that they need to secure Again, they're probably expected to, but they're still going to actually you know, play out those 180 minutes and actually collect the six points. So you mentioned points that you have to pick up no matter what happens, and we'll transition now into MPLW and FQPL where there were no full rounds this week. It was a catch-up round, so there were only one game played in each competition, but both those fixtures were very important for the teams involved in terms of their finishing position in the top four. We'll start with the MPLW where Gold Coast picked up an 8-0 win over Morton Bay United, so they now go into equal first place with Lions FC on 40 points. points. So they've now closed that gap right up. They Lions do play more in another catch-up game midweek, I believe, Adam. So they remain in a position where those, those two sides are certainly certainly locked together. And then the FQPL Southwest Thunder picked up a, a must-win game 2-0 over Holland Park to just put a little bit more pressure on Logan at the top of the table. So that there were very important games for those teams involved. Absolutely, um, yeah. You would you wouldn't think that uh, that Gold Coast eight Morton Bay nil on the women's uh, is important, but it definitely important as far important as Gold Coast. Yeah, like I said as well, goal difference as well. That's gonna, that's going to come into it uh, as well, and it almost it almost begs um, it begs the question now that whether Lions will try and be that ruthless on Tuesday night uh, against you know a very young Morton Bay side that you know have now sort of clocked over you know, 100 goals conceded for the season. So it's, yeah, but again, that, that the showdown for that, as far as the Premiership goes, is going to be on October 31 um, at Lions. That's that's the game that will define you know, the, 
that will actually define the premier and also as well probably psychologically give um so give a boost to you know that as far as a rematch come grand final time especially considering that gold coast very very easily can for lions in their first meeting down at Coplex, um, Gold Coast beat them again on their home patch, and you'd almost uh, make them, you know, very, very short favourites to, to you know, do the double. Certainly very tight. And I'll also point out that South West Queensland Thunder, they are now two points behind Logan Lightning. Now, we'll go look at the fixtures now, Adam, for the MPLW this weekend. Logan Lightning hosts Football Queensland QAS. Gold Coast hosts South West Queensland Thunder. Lions hosts East. Mitchelton, Gagap, South West, South United, Morton Bay, I beg your pardon, round out the weekend with Capalabar on the bye. I guess for me, the game there with the most interest would be Lions versus East because East is still very much pushing for a chance to make the top four. Yeah, um, like I said, it's it's a slim chance for them still and they've, they've just got to keep winning. And look, also as well, like I said, if they can somehow knock off uh, Lions, you know, they pretty much will hand the title you know, to Gold Coast United before they even get to October 31. So it's in, in order to sort of save themselves, you know, and make a run for the finals, they could shape the finals. Um, they could shape the premiership race as it is. So that it's a, like, it's a game that Lions certainly cannot um, afford to look past. Cause obviously that we keep on saying October 31 is probably judgment day as far as, as uh, th- this uh, league goes. But um, yeah, if, if Lions or even Gold Coast that matter, um, look beyond that, it could be the end of the Premiership race. So they've got to keep getting results until they get to that point, absolutely. In the FQPL, over the, coming up in the next week, Southside Eagles host Holland Park, Rochdale host Logan in the Logan Derby, South West Queensland Thunder host Wynnum Wolves, South United host Sunshine Coast Fire, and the round ends with Mitchelton hosting Ipswich Knights. Now, I think the two games there, Adam, which I think will be of most interest to most, a lot of people would be South West Queensland Thunder against the informed Wynnum Wolves, obviously, and also the Logan Derby, where I'm sure Rochdale Rovers would be would be absolutely loving the idea of putting a putting a, a little bit of a dent in Logan's promotion hopes, no doubt. Yeah, um, I think that would be for Rochdale's sort of motivation would be bragging rights. Um, they're probably they're, well, just look at the table here. They're still with Wynnum Wolves um, on 25 points. A win. Yeah, keeps them in the race. So I think uh, as far as the finals go, and some big games coming up as well, NFQPL, um, a couple of weeks' time, there is an Ipswich derby with uh, Western Prime Ipswich um, Knights being a point a point separating them. Uh, Wynnum Wolves have got, will have Thunder on Saturday night, so a loss there um, and, and, a, and a win to Rochdale, that, that, that changes the whole complexion as well. So, yeah, look, I... On both fronts, it's it's not over. It's obviously there's a certain sort of you know path that's going down, but um, yeah, a couple of shock results and that that's um, all to play for again. So Mitchelson and the versus Knights will also be an interesting fixture this weekend in relation to the teams in the top four. Now we'll move on and talk about this before we wrap this up. We'll talk about a bit of news that's come out over the last week. Football Queensland have confirmed the details regarding the 2020 final series, and it'll be a double header between NPL men's and NPL women's on Sunday, Saturday night at at Perry Park with the women kicking off at 4.30, the men at 7.30. And it's great to see a doubleheader with showcasing the best of best of Queensland football back-to-back with hopefully a good crowd yeah. in attendance. Yeah. Uh, n- yep, November, uh, Saturday, November 28th is the, will be a date at uh, Perry Park. And also as well, not to be forgotten as well, that the FQPL Grand Final will be played on Friday night, the 27th, the night before. So, At a venue so, to be confirmed. Yeah, so that's... Um, that's going to be like the, 
focusing on the double header, that's like I said, it's going to be a, you know, a big night, and you want to hope that you know on a on a sort of a balmy you know November late November night that you can get a big crowd out there because like I said, from what we've seen. Um, there's still plenty of twists to go once once the league is over. Um, it's a it's a two week season, and look, anything can happen. I'm not I'm not willing to put any money on who's going to be appearing in those games, at least in the and the men MPL men, um, and even even the women. I, I like I said we we it's all been about Lions and Gold Coast United, but look, uh, I still think on their day, Capalaba uh, and and or Logan or even you know East for that matter, are capable of bringing the upset. So who's going to be there is still going to be up for grabs. I think it's going to be a great night. And I think we've got two big games, you know, coming up, you know, on, on November twenty eighth. Absolutely, certainly a lot to play into who will be there. But we'll find out that in future weeks. And you normally think when a grand final is played, that's the end of the season, but not this year because there's two extra weeks of the season to round it out. You've got on Saturday, December the fifth. The MPL All-Stars will, of both MPL and MPLW, they will face off against Brisbane Roar in a doubleheader up at Dolphin Stadium in Redcliffe as part of the Roar's A-League and W-League preparations. It's a great opportunity for players who've performed so well over the winter to test themselves or maybe even fight, maybe even show what they can do in terms of fighting for a contract. Who knows? But that'll be a great doubleheader up there in Redcliffe, Adam. And then it rounds out on December the 12th back at Ferry Park in a game I'm personally very much looking forward to, and I'm sure you are as well. You've got Football Queensland, up against football New South Wales in both MPL and MPLW. This this will be a really unique, interesting contest that will also show the quality of both leagues. So I'm very fascinated by particularly that last game on December 12th. Oh, absolutely. We'll sort of go sort of um, back to the front here and talk about the origin series they're calling it. Um, yeah, look, it's a it's a fascinating um, sort of scenario that you know that we probably never thought we'd see as far as actually having you know almost like representative teams, you know, from Queensland, New South Wales, battling out the age old question about, you know, what's the better league, you know, football, you know, football Queensland or football New South Wales. Um, I think it's going to be answered. It may not answer every question as far as depth, because I've silver always said that, you know, obviously the top uh, clubs are for, you know, in Queensland and as it's shown in the MPL national finals over, over the past few years, um, they've always been competitive at that national level, but um, look to have, you know, you know, two teams actually go at it, both in men and women. Um, it's going to be fascinating. Um, again, I'm not, not willing to make any predictions on what will happen, but look, it's going to be worth seeing. Absolutely. And we certainly wouldn't have thought you'd see it this year, given the current climate that we live in, but it's great that we will see, uh, such a unique end to a footballing season. And who knows, maybe it might be a kickstarter to something we see replacing the national MPL finals, which maybe it becomes a pick the best players from your state and see who is truly the best. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see that, Adam. But for now, I think we're out of time. Ah, oh, yeah, I think so. Absolutely. We'll talk to you all next week.